I find it so nice with Simi because it's this mixture of letting go and receiving. You let go also physically because you're sweating and all the stuff is dripping. But then the steam goes up and you receive this nice warmth and the, all the goodness from the herbs. In the end, you know, it's like it's also what life is about, receiving and letting go. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. You're tuning in to episode 196 of the Well Woman podcast. This episode is one I've been wanting to record for a very, very, very long time, and I cannot wait for you to dive into it. We are talking all about yoni steaming, and this is the episode on how to yoni steam with the amazing, steamy-licious chick, Diana Damien. Diana Damien is a peristeam hydrotherapist and Ayurvedic wellness coach. She supports women in conceiving naturally and enjoying a healthy pregnancy in managing endometriosis and fibroids, dissolving cysts and trauma, as well as balancing period pains and cycle signs like vaginal infections. From menarche to menopause, Diana is your steamy guide, and she definitely guides us through in this episode. We are talking all about steaming, how to steam, your steaming setups, why to steam, when do I yoni steam, is yoni steam really a thing? We even talk about men steaming. Yes, lingam steaming is apparently a thing that I discover in this episode. So wait till you hear that part. We talk about what herbs to use. Do you have to always use herbs? How long to steam, the temperature of the steam. Basically, this is like a 101 how to yoni steam. So you're going to wrap your ears around it and then you're going to want to go and start yoni steaming. So if you're anything like me and you're listening to this episode and then I'm going to go yoni steam or invest in how to steam, please come and share with me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemma Lee. Of course, during this episode, you can also find Diana on Instagram at steamylicious. Enjoy this episode because it is very steamy. Diana, welcome to the Well Woman Podcast. Hi, so glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. You are welcome. I'm so glad that you're here because before we hit record, I was like, I have been looking for someone to talk about yoni steaming for a very long time. And when I say very long time, probably like a year and a half. So I'm really, really excited for this. Um, So thank you for being here. Well, I'm glad you found me because there are like, if you dive in into the Unisteam world, you do find like in the last couple of five years, I would say there are more and more Unisteam practitioners popping up mm-hmm. with certification or, you know, folk steam practitioners who just yep. learned it from their tradition, from their ancestors. Mm, it's beautiful practice. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about. But before we dive in, tell us what day of your cycle are you on today and how are you checking in? I'm on day 18th. It's like the 18th of October also. So it's easy <laughs> this month. I love that. So I love I, that. Yeah, I usually, I use, I have like a menstrual cycle calendar, the great one from Kapu Community. Yeah, I love that cycle. It's like a round one and I just write in. Now I have this phase where I write in which 
moon day moon uh, day is there is of the whole month you know like moon month mm -hmm. so i keep track with my menstrual cycle the moon then the day we're on and the usual calendar <laughs> tracking everything literally yeah like i have like this phase now for a couple of months now and it's very interesting to check in especially with the moon days and uh, yeah i find it very interesting beautiful thank you for sharing i love that yeah tracking with the moon is very interesting if people yeah. have never done that before maybe we need to do an episode on moon tracking <laughs> um but we are talking about yoni steaming today and there is a bunch of menstruators and yoni owners out there who have no idea what yoni steaming is and they're like what is this thing but before we talk about yoni steaming diana like how are you known as Steamulicious and how did you get to become Steamulicious and this person who preaches Yoni Steaming? Tell us about your journey. Yeah, so Steamulicious, the name is pretty easy. Um, I just noticed after each Yoni Steam, I feel like really delicious from the inside out to the outside, you know, <laughs> so that leads to Steamulicious. Um, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and well, it started like a, with a personal journey, actually. And the first time I ever steamed was when I was 16 and experienced 15, 16, experiencing a bladder infection. And I did it with my grandmother. We just went out to the field and um, collecting horsetail, a bunch of horsetail. And then she used a bucket and I had to sit over it, very uncomfortable, <laughs> but it helped, you know, I never had a bladder infection after. And the thing with UTIs and bladder infection is if you have it once, it's very likely you get it again or very easily you get it again. And I remember my grandmother said, if you're doing this now, you're never going to get it again. And it's true. It's what happened. And I didn't had any bladder issues anymore, but I had like, you know, the usual vaginal infections uh, you, every woman gets at some point, I would say. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's like just an infection, like any other, if you know, if you have a cold, it's also an infection. So it's nothing to be ashamed of or anything, but I was ashamed back then. So I learned a lot about that too. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I, I started using it for uh, infections, but it didn't work because of various reasons I found out after when I started my certification in uni steaming with uh, Kelly Garza from Steamichik. She has like special protocols, steam protocols for each stuff there's going on. Like you get one if you have infections, you get one if you have menstrual pains, if you have long cycles, short cycles, so she has one and I uh, did it for myself and it worked. And just like a side effect, I also got a pain-free period after two to three months. And this was something I wasn't expecting at all. Um, and it intrigued me and I wanted to know more. And then I just decided I have to share this with other people because in my generation, I actually don't know any, you know, if they're not on the pill or something, any friend 
would experience some type of pain or have some issue um, with fertility or, you know, not like, unlike my mother, she was very super fertile um, and she never had like pain during her period. So I don't know what happened, but yeah, I thought I have to share share this because it's so easy to do for yourself at home. It's a pleasant thing to do. So it's nothing, you don't have to look into your diet. You don't have to control anything of that type. It's just something you really enjoy. And it's so soothing. And yeah, it's just, if you try it once, um, you, you'll think, why haven't I done this before? <laughs> totally. The most all, feedback I get, yeah. And it does sound delicious the way you're describing it, hence the name Steamylicious. Um, that's really beautiful. I love that your grandmother did that with you. Like that's really, really beautiful. And it's yeah. kind of led you down this trajectory, which is so nice. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this who don't know anything about Yoni Steaming. This is why I wanted to have this chat. And, um, and share yoni steaming with the world, the whole world. Um, so tell us what is yoni steaming firstly, and then let's talk about like who should steam and why, like why should we do that? So what is yoni steaming? Yeah, so basically it's, uh, we all know inhalation. If you have a cold, you typically would do an inhalation with herbs and just, you know, put your head over a, a hot water bucket. <laughs> Or <laughs> I, I did that when I had COVID. I did that when I had COVID. Yeah, yeah. Best thing to do actually right in the beginning, you know, if there's not so much symptoms. Mm-hmm. And you just put a towel over your head so you keep that steam in. So it's basically the same thing you would do, but for the pelvic floor. So yoni comes from Sanskrit and it's, it's the whole uh, reproductive system comes from steam so that's what it's a vaginal steaming actually and it also has like a lot depending on um, the countries and traditions there are different names for yoni steaming Um, it's very interesting if you start researching also the the word and in the different countries it's super interesting but that's like another story Um, you just enjoy it and you make sure that the water is not too hot so you just prepare your herbs like you would a tea like Mm -hmm. another steam colleague of mine she also refers to uni steaming as having the tea from another part where you don't drink it you drink it you know like figurative with your vagina (laughs) you just let the steam go out (laughs) so you just prepare it Mm-hmm. And then you can squat over. There's like different steam setups. One can um, try out. Some people uh, put a, a, to- a pot into the toilet. So it's very practical at first to try it out uh, in the, on, on the toilet. Some people don't like that at all. You can you know squat over. You can buy or make yourself a steam chair. And there are so many different options and also very creative ones. I, the most important thing I say is it's practical, it's easy, it's safe. Like you don't burn yourself. This is also, you, you know, you just have to be careful because it's still hot water. So be careful with that. And then just try it out and see what feels comfortable for your knees, what position is best. 
So there are different um, types of things you can try out. So it's very, it's not like you have to do it this way. This One way, way or the or, or no yeah. way. Um, there, I could just imagine it. And I actually, um, something you probably don't know about me, but in 2020, I brought a van and over like six months, I decked and built the van out and I renovated it myself, built all the drawers and I had all this extra wood left over. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to build myself a Yoni steam. And it's going to be this perfect chair. It's going to be like really cool. And um, all the, we got a lot of rain where I live and it all got damaged. All the wood got damaged in the rain. So um, I lost the wood, but I still really want to make a a Yoni steam chair because like you said, there's lots of different ways you can kneel, you can squat, which would be kind of tiresome. Like you'd be exhausted if you squatted for a long period of time. Um, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing it over a toilet myself. Mm. Being like, oh, what's the yeah, steam doing with all the bacteria that's in the toilet, you know? Um, but you've never even steamed your face before and you're listening to this, go and steam your face on a pot of water. I used to do this yeah. every day. Like Years ago, I used it. It was every day I did this, and before I jumped in the shower, and I loved. It felt like I'd just been to the day spa. Exactly. <laughs> and it, so it, imagine, yeah, if ima- it's already so relaxing onto your face, how mm-hmm. much more relaxing it has to be if it reaches, you know, our inner core, our womb house, powerhouse, <laughs> mm-hmm. the womb bowl, the sacred bowl, mm-hmm. and um. We need to like get that out to more people. So who is Yoni steaming for? Like who should be steaming? Yeah, so I would say almost everybody, also <laughs> men. <laughs> also Ooh, men. Men. Oh, let's yeah. talk about men. Should... I'm going to tell B this, my partner. I'm like, babe, you need to start steaming. Like, Do you call it? Okay, hang on, serious conversation. Yoni steaming, would this be lingam steaming? For those who don't know yes. what a lingam is, a, ling- a lingam yeah. is a penis. So yeah. lingam steam, is lingam steaming a thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially in China, I would say, yeah. Wow. Or they also call it an A steam, so for the anus. Oh. Men usually. <laughs> I'm getting so excited. Prost- yeah, it's either the prostate. They steam for prostate health or for hemorrhoids usually also, so... That's why a steam or lingam steam, and usually uh, the genitals should shouldn't be steamed. You know, it should be like on the area from the perineum to the mm-hmm. anus, like that's the area. The back that part, should, yeah, from the testes back exactly. <laughs> for the males. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the other the test is like it cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be like heating up the wrong team if you know what I mean exactly (laughs) (laughs) I'm so interested in the in the man steam um okay great so really anyone can steam but I heard you mention earlier that you did it because of like bladder and UTI and um we've had other guests on the show talk about um, vaginal bacteria so like um BV bacterial vaginosis talking about herpes talking about thrush like all these different topics around yoni health and yoni you could call it in inverted brackets infections um or imbalances in the yoni and so yoni steams also for menstruators too so is there anyone who should definitely not steam or a circumstance that's like no no no, that's not steaming what about pregnancy like tell us when we should not steam exactly so you don't you should 
first of all, never steam during your menstruation because that would increase the bleeding. Mm -hmm. So that's a very important one. Then also not during pregnancy. But you can use it for labor preparation, like in the last one week or two weeks before the due date, you can absolutely do that. Also, if you have issues like with too much excess heat in your body, you know, if there are, you mentioned herpes, mm -hmm. herpes, um, if there's active herpes, then th this would be too much heat. It's also, you just want to check if, would you go to the sauna if you have like fever or if you have an active herpes outbreak stuff like that so just good questions yeah the check it's all because of the heat mm. you want to check that or if there's like if it's too hot outside you know the whole body is a little bit more um steamed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and also if you have like very short cycles like uh under 20 days this would also shorten it may shorten it more so you first have to get your cycle length a little bit under control and then you can steam mm. and also with certain types of birth control like um, hormonal patch arm implant or tubal cauterization steam is so powerful actually if you do it like on a regular basis that it may reverse those types of birth controls so that's interesting to know you can steam but then you should and either you steam like just once a month or you can use like a condom or something like a second pickup yeah just to be a, sure. yeah a double a double form of um yeah. bar a barrier mm -hmm. method really exactly and also right after um, a surgery, you should wait like four to six weeks before if there's any type of surgery in the pelvic area. So that would apply for um, birth? Um, um, if, yeah, if a natural birth, not. But if you had like... Um, cesarean? Exactly. Cesarean, yeah. you wait like four to six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good to know, especially for those who have maybe like had a termination, like I know myself, I, um, you know, I had a termination two years ago and yeah, like waiting is important, especially, you know, if there's something important like else going on down there. And even though steaming can be really good, it's also important to know when's not good to do it. So thank you for sharing before everyone rushes out and starts steaming straight away. And if not, you, maybe you're listening, maybe you're steaming while you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> now, I know you love talking about like the people who it benefits the most, but who does steaming benefit the most? Yeah. So I, I start with, you know, they say start them young. So I would say to start with uh, before menarche, before the first period. Oh, wow. Already start like if they are curious and if they want to try it out. And usually if you steam and your daughter sees you steam, they're always curious and want to and ask like, what are you doing there? And, you know, if they want to try it out, uh, definitely like a mild five minutes steam, not hot at all. And just, you know, if they... Or if they just sit over it for one minute and they're like, after that, they're bored or say, oh, okay, I'm done. Then you can just let them, but just 
to for them um it's also like an educational thing and also learning about their anatomy and it's like a pleasant thing so um, and it can prevent further menstrual issues that may appear and it also helps if i for example had like a very late um, an arc with 15 16 so in my case it would have been very helpful if i would have started seeming before that but my grandmother didn't knew that she just knew it helps with bladder infections yeah okay okay well that's interesting that's i i would not have thought myself for for men up but i can definitely see you know myself working with young young menstruators is that if they're adults or they're, you know, their guardians um, or their parents who they live with do certain things, the kids are like, oh, can I try that too? And so um, I think by being a really good role model, if you have these um, practices already in your life for your healthy cycle, that, yeah, they can definitely impact the younger generation who are, who are modeling you and your cycle experience. So I love that for men. Now, what about menopause? Yes, also it's the same the same thing. It's and it's never too late to start steaming. So it helps with moisturizing that area. And with menopause, I recommend to steam with the moon phases, you know, mm-hmm. with the new moon, full moon, and half moons. So steaming on the moon. So when the full moon is yeah. happening, that's yeah. when you steam, and then when the yeah. quarter moon's happening, that okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm taking so many notes. I'm learning so, so much. This is great. Um, and would you recommend doing that as a menarch as well? Because I, I like to share Diana that how we enter our menstrual years through menarch can sometimes be reflected with how we leave our menstrual years with menopause. Yeah, so yes. would you recommend the same for menarch, like doing it in in sync with the moon? Yeah, with menarch, um, it. It's enough if you just steam once a month on the full moon, so you don't have to do it like four times a month. Yep, it would be too much, I think. Uh, so less is more with Menarch, um, but on the full moon, definitely, yeah. Okay. It's like uh, it's also um, a nice way to in to you know welcome the period once it comes or encourage it to come or. And also for, if you have like a early menarch, you can also um, help with steam by using, choosing the right herbs. Mm-hmm. So that's also an option. Yeah. Okay, great. And what about the time of the cycle to steam? So I know you mentioned earlier about like period cramps or someone has a longer cycle, maybe not great if you have a super short cycle to steam. Um, a question I often get asked and I'm always like, look, I'm not the steamy chick. I'm not the steamy pro. I don't like, I'm not the expert with steaming. Okay. I'm just a practitioner of steam. Um, when is a good time in your cycle to steam? So you said definitely don't do it for, um, like during menstruation. So can I rattle off some menstrual cycle imbalances, what I call cycle signs. And you tell me when's a good time to steam. Yeah. Like for example, if, if I had, um, if I experience period pain and cramps every cycle and a really heavy bleed, mm-hmm. when would be the best time of my cycle to steam? Definitely after the menstruation, once it ends. Okay, you great. You want to steam like once, twice, or on three consecutive days. Oh, okay. Once the period ends, or if if it ends with brown, 
You could also start steaming when there's brown only, but you know, if you wipe and there's brown, then you can steam. Steam. Oh, that's there's no fresh red blood. Whenever okay. there's fresh red blood, just to be sure, don't steam. But no if steaming. Like old blood, which is brown mm -hmm. blood, then definitely steam because this is a sign of stagnation and uh, something, you know, it wants to get out, but maybe the blood circulation isn't working that well or something like that. And if you steam, this would help for that stagnation to, to lose up and come out. And then also before your period, like you can steam once before your period. Yeah. Would you recommend doing that like a, the day before? And a lot of people who are unfamiliar with their cycle, they're like, well, how do I know when it's the day before? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I already, I steamed already. And I, I menstruated five days later. Um, and I think the more you track your cycle and get to know your own patterns and know your own ovulatory time. So when you're ovulating in your own luteal phase length, you can definitely go, okay, I'm going to menstruate in the next couple of days. You know, my cervix yeah. is really low. My cervical plug is just mm -hmm. falling, falling through my legs. Um, so I think you have a better idea, but there's lots of people out there I'm Diana who have no idea when their next bleed is going to come. They're like, oh, it'll come like next time, like next week sometime. So yeah. are you talking like a day before or three days or a week before? Like, is there a better time to do it just before the bleed? I would say three days before. Mm -hmm. And okay. if you don't know on which menstrual cycle they, this will happen. Or if you know when you're ovulating, I would say like one week after your ovulation, you can steam. Okay. Yeah. Take note, everybody. I hope you're taking notes. And <laughs> what about um, menstruators who have a long cycle? So there are a lot of menstruators who are maybe coming off hormonal contraception or mm -hmm. getting their period back after having amenorrhea or something like that. And their cycles are like 32, 35, 38, 40 days long. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend to those people? And would you recommend the same thing for people who haven't had a bleed in say like three months or four months or, even, or longer? When's a good time to yeah. bleed? I mean, to bleed. So, <laughs> When's a good time to steam? Yeah, this, this was me. Okay. <laughs> this used to be me, yeah. Um, so once you're over the 30 days, then you can start steaming daily until the period comes Ooh. or you could steam a couple of days and then pause because sometimes you usually just need to pause mentally especially mentally you need to pause because it's like this doing 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 and you just mm -hmm. usually you don't let like the period to come because you have so much stuff going on you have to solve and you don't allow yourself to bleed. So this was me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when I'm on my day, menstrual cycle day 25, I just have to chill out, take a chill <laughs> pill, like my Ayurvedic teacher says, <laughs> and chill out, especially mentally, mm -hmm. to prepare for my menstruation. But you can steam um, a couple of days. And if you don't have excess heat, you can also steam for 30 minutes. Um, okay. So it's about getting that blood circulation going in the wound area mm -hmm. and then also pause one day or two days. And if the menstruation still doesn't come, then repeat again. I think I'm going to be a steam preacher after this. 
<laughs> like yeah, preaching to everyone. <laughs> I can imagine it's like having a tea that you're addicted to, but instead it's your yoni that is addicted to the tea. This is really beautiful knowledge. So thank you for sharing. Um, I'd like to also ask, what about those who have endometriosis or PCOS? When's a good yeah. time for them to steam? Um, because they're both very different experiences. So mm-hmm. if there is, if it's different for both of them, then say say that it's different. But um, particularly with endometriosis, it's very, you know, can be very um, restrictive for some people and very intense when it comes to menstruation. So what would you recommend with steaming for those types of people? Yeah, and those are like very specific. And also each person has also different symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I would say to try out the three days after menstruation ends and three days before menstruation begins. It would need like more of a specific protocol but because also the herbs depend very much which herbs you choose for. So that's a little bit tricky with those okay. to say very specific like general like, one yeah and you know you had longer cycles I had PCOS and I know that everybody has you know even though it's a one diagnosis category mm. everyone's experience and what led them to be diagnosed is very different and so there's no yeah. one there's no there's no silver slipper for this steamy like experience. So I like that. Thank you for sharing. It makes it really unique and shows that you just doesn't no one thing works for everybody. Yeah, especially yeah. with endometriosis. Yeah, and also PCOS are there three or four types of PCOS and both have something to do with digestion also from an ayurvedic point speaking. So this needs like more also depending on which stage it is it needs more customized protocol yeah yeah that's great it definitely helps also after a surgery um it's it's very helpful to steam so i would implement that and in the best case it helps a lot but it does help awesome so if you're listening to this and you're like i'm i'm that i'm in that boat i've got endometriosis like reach out to Diana, all her links are in the show notes or they will be um, and say, Hey, look, I heard you on the show and I've got this, like, what herbs do I use? Like reach out and ask her for a consult. I think that's great. Um, but that you mentioned a bit about herbs. So now let's talk about how does one steam? So when it comes to steaming, how long should we steam for? So if you've never steamed before, if you're new to steaming, it's your first time you're a virgin steamer. How long should someone sit with the steam? Yeah, so for all those virgin steamers, start <laughs> slow and yep. mild. You, if you're not sure, you can start with water only. You can steam for only five minutes or 10 minutes. Don't steam longer than 10 minutes. In general, without having a consultation, steam only 10 minutes. It's really, it's enough. Especially if you have excess heat, you shouldn't steam longer. So that's why a safe way to steam is 10 minutes only. You can start with five minutes with water only if you're not sure which herbs to to use. Safe neutral herb blend you could use. I always recommend nettles because it's nettles is really good for because of the iron. You just um, take it through your skin so it goes in right into the bloodstream so that's you don't have to digest it first so that's a good thing even if you have like 
um, an allergy to nettles, you can still steam with nettles. So this awesome. shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Um, for all those histamine intolerant out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's really good. So the nettles, yeah, marigold mm -hmm. is also a very nice one. And I mean, it's very bright and all the color in itself is like the sun. So it's very a nice uh, flower to add. Then a tiny bit of lavender or mint. Just a tiny bit because lavender and, and mint are like very strong also in, in their smell and just to have that that smell in there. So nettles, marigold and lavender or mint. And I would say like mix them and you have a handful or two tablespoons and then prepare them as a tea let them steep like 10 minutes, five, 15 minutes, and always check the temperature. It depends um, on your steam setup. You know, if the distance between the uni and the pot is short, then let it cool a little bit more just to be safe. And always, if you squat over and you realize, oh, it's not, it's too hot and just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Don't push through. You don't through. have to, yeah. Don't. <laughs> it should be very pleasant, like an like a big hug from mm. within. Yeah. Mm. And you should really like relax and let it all go. And I find it so nice with steaming because it's this mixture of letting go and receiving. You let go also physically because you're sweating and all the stuff is dripping. But then the steam goes up and you receive this nice warmth and the, all the goodness from the herbs in the end you know it's like it's also what life is about receiving and letting go the whole time you know also when you're you're eating so you got get those nutrients in and then you go to the toilet you let go of the stuff you don't want mm -hmm. we have here um fall now so it's all about letting go <laughs> very much fall yeah. fall is an autumn very much about letting go that's a really great overview because one of the questions I was going to ask is like well what's a healthy cycle blend like if someone just wanted if someone generally has a healthy cycle you know they're not um they don't have any big cycle signs and they're just moving their way through their cycle like what's a basic healthy cycle blend and I guess this is what you've just said nettle marigold and a little bit of lavender a little bit of mint is that right exactly this this could also use, uh, this is like a general safe one to use for every everybody. And the ones with a healthy cycle, they could also go get intuitive because they already have like a healthy cycle. So they don't have to watch out for mm -hmm. any particular herb, but they could go like intuitive, which oh. herbs, which smell. Maybe I, I should, maybe I should start yeah. to do this. I'm like, yeah, you just in my mind's eye I'm like oh what have I got in my herb cupboard right now that I can you know and having studied <laughs> yeah. Ayurveda like you I'm like I've got all the things like what should I use so yeah. this is really really beautiful and the safe length is like 10 to 15 minutes maybe starting with five minutes and if it feels too much maybe starting with just a couple of minutes and then for a general healthy cycle when in the cycle would be best are you thinking for everybody in general after menstruation or three days before or both uh after menstruation is like the top priority just to okay. help 
the cleanse and it would be enough to steam just once after menstruation ends and then on the full moon or on the new moon depending on how your menstrual cycle is so once a month or once a week would also be enough this has been so insightful i have so many other little questions i want to ask Today's episode is proudly sponsored by the Yoni Pleasure Palace, the home of Yoni Eggs. Yoni Eggs are the OG when it comes to essential self-care practice. However, have you started using one yet? Yoni Eggs have been around and used for thousands of years to nurture and enhance the life force energy. They're designed to help strengthen, tone, and resensitize the vagina. By using a Yoni Egg for 30 minutes a day to a couple of hours, it can gradually start to tone, strengthen the pelvic floor whilst also creating more lubrication, arousal, and sensation. The Yoni Pleasure Palace has an abundance of various eggs, all that are handmade, meaning variation can occur in every egg, making each one unique. They're available in different crystals, different sizes, as well as drilled with a string and undrilled. Personally, I use the red canelian egg in my inner autumn premenstrual. I love the black obsidian and of course I have the rose quartz. These eggs have helped me create cycle balance, get connected with my self-care practice and enjoy more self-pleasure. Head over to the yonipleasurepalace.com to learn more and use the code Gemma10 for 10% off. When it comes to steaming though, is there anything we need to be really careful of? I know that you mentioned about the temperature don't let it be too hot. You don't want to be squatting over, you know, <laughs> a volcano. So um, is there anything else that people should be really cautious of if they're starting steaming themselves at home? Yeah, you want to make it like safe. So it should all be, depending on your steam setup, it should all be safe and stable. So, um, and also if you already steam, like for a long period, still, Bear in mind it's hot water, so you should be always a little bit careful and then be able to relax also, but mm. be mindful of the, the hot, the heat. That comes the heat. heat. Yeah. And always, you know, it's better to for it to be milder. It doesn't have to be hot at all. Um, if there's too much heat, usually it's not that beneficial for the most part of us. Mm, okay. That's good to know. Cause yeah. often we think like more is better, right? Like yeah, no, it's no. like going in the sauna, the hotter the sauna is, the better mm-hmm. I'm going to cleanse. Yeah. But it's really great that you said that because some people do think that more is better and, you know, I've got to put in more herbs and I've got to have, but sometimes simple is really, really fantastic. And I, that's like a core Ayurvedic philosophy, you know, keep it simple. Yeah, I love the simple things. Simple yeah. And basic. Yeah, keep it simple. And that's why sometimes even just using one herb could be really yeah. good. You know, you don't yeah. have to have like, oh, I've got well, my my blend's got 15 herbs in it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe a little say, bit too much. <laughs> I would say that four or five. Great. It should be more than four or five herbs. And then you can rotate and the next blend is another one. Awesome. But don't is... mix too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Yes, don't mix too much. And I could imagine too, Dana, that there's been some stories that you've heard of people burning themselves steaming. Yes, this is like the first thing. If you Google uni steaming or vaginal steaming, lots, lots of negative stuff will come up. <laughs> but it's usually from people who haven't tried it. 
and don't know about this procedure, then I always say you just have to try it out for yourself before you judge something. Mm -hmm. um, so make your own experience and just be mindful and careful because it might, I mean, you could burn yourself if you're cooking, if you're taking a shower, if you know, you just, just be careful and then it should be fine. <laughs> Awesome. And um, you're spot on. I love to say, come to your own conclusions based on your own experience. Yeah, yeah. Try it and see how you go, but don't like be the person who's never run a marathon before or even run 10 kilometers before. It's like, I'm going to run a marathon and <laughs> you don't have to yeah. be the bull at a gate. Um, this is so good. And I think, well, I can imagine, and I know this from working with people all over the world with their cycle, a lot of people are like, oh my God, but cycles, like seed cycling is the best thing you can do for your cycle, right? Like I'm doing that. And a lot of people are doing it, but not realizing the important ways to do it. And there's a like, specific way to grind the seeds and whatever. Mm. Um, and I think that yoni steaming could be very similar because, oh, this is the next big thing you can do for your cycle that people might rush in and do it. And just remember what Diana mentioned, like less is more. Um, so what would you give, Diana, I've got two final questions for you. What tips would you give to someone who is starting steaming for the first time? They've never steamed before. What are your top three to five tips that you would recommend and give them? Yeah, so don't steam longer than 10 minutes. Start with the first time with five minutes. Let the temperature be super mild. Mm -hmm. Use water only the first time and really be with your womb when you are steaming don't do anything else like watching tv or your phone or just reading a book I like reading a book sometimes yeah <laughs> steaming, you can do yeah. that but later you know yeah. if you steam the first time it should be all about connecting your womb mm. and really use it like a meditation because if your focus focus goes into the womb, the steam will be more powerful. And then after that, lay down and let it integrate for five to 10 minutes. Listen to your womb. Maybe it has something to say to you. Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. How can everyone find you? How can people meet you? How can they learn about what you do? You can visit my website, stimulicious.com. You can find me and just message me on Instagram. Um, also, stimulicious is my handle. And if you Google YouTube stimulicious, you will find like a video of mine where I show how to steam. It's in German, but it's pretty visual. So you can see different ways of steaming at home with or without a chair. Um, I just don't show the toilet version, but this is like something everyone can <laughs> imagine how to mm -hmm. put a, a pot into the toilet. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, I will link all of those things in the show notes, like I mentioned earlier, so people can find you and can connect and learn more about how good steaming is and how to start their steaming journey. So thank you for sharing and thank you for being here. Um, final podcast question. And I can't wait to hear your answer. It's very different to the topic we've been talking about. So gear yourself. 
take yourself back. She's like embarrassed. Oh my God, what's she going to ask me? I want you to think back to that younger menarch self of you when you got your first period. Remember you said you're like 15, 16 year old. Mm-hmm. What are three things you wish you had have known about your cycle and your period then that you now know today? Oh my God, so much. <laughs> you're like, just three? What are three things you'd love to know? Mm, you know, back then I always thought I every time I got um, when we were talking about menstruation, because my mother knew it was too late for me, and I always got this feeling from her that something is wrong with me, and I know she didn't meant that, but that was the feeling I got. So it would have helped me to just to know everything is fine. I just. Maybe I was deficient in some nutrients or something. Mm-hmm. I was very lean, very, very lean person. Now, looking back from an Ayurvedic perspective, I understand lots of things. Yes. <laughs> but back then, just not having this feeling of something is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, learning in school everything about menstruation and monthly cycles and you know when we I didn't have my menstruation back then but the one thing they did in school was um the the company always uh stopped by and we (laughs) topic was menstruation and female health but actually it was just more like uh an ad for them to sell their Mm, pants okay and it was like very superficial and nothing really important. Nothing educational. Yeah, absolutely not. And this was such a pity. And I really, there needs to be more education, both for uh, female and male around menstruation. So this and start them young. So also, if I would have started steaming back then, I'm sure I'm hundred percent sure I wouldn't have had long cycles painful periods um and I think my journey was leading to endometriosis I'm not sure because I never got diagnosed but I had lots of symptoms which were similar and I do think that Ayurveda and steaming um helped me to stop that and Mm -hmm. balance everything out in my gut and in my womb but actually like everything I don't know it's um, there needs to be more education um, right in the beginning at the right time and not too late yeah Mm, I agree I agree do you have a third tip I've got nothing is wrong and everything is fine learning in school everything about the cycle do you have a third tip you'd love to add before we wrap up I don't there's like so much (laughs) (laughs) there is a lot isn't there yeah That's right. We can wrap it at two. That's perfect. No, I got it. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Okay. Awesome. Looking, looking in a positive way in, you know, my mother always had like pain-free periods, but, um, just my, all my friends, they always had like this correlation menstruation equals pain and it's normal. So that would be definitely a thing. Yeah. That would have helped me back then Fantastic. to have like a positive relation to relationship to, to my menstruation. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. Really. Yeah. Three things I wish I knew too. 
Um, but Diana, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all of your wonderful wisdom about yoni steaming. I can't wait for everybody to listen to this or have, now you have listened to it, um, the episode, because it's really needed out there. And I think not enough people know about it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. And, um, I can't wait for everyone to, to reach out to you and learn more about this, this topic. Thank you for being here. It was really fun. And I hope everyone will start searching, researching more about steaming and trying it out for themselves and then go from there. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.